Today's episode of Let's Talk is brought to you in part by International Justice Mission. IJM is a global nonprofit working to end slavery and violence around the world. To get an idea of what this work looks like, take this story from South Asia. Several families living in slavery were being brutally abused, poorly fed, and forced to sleep outside in makeshift tents. When IJM and local authorities heard about the abuse, they planned a rescue operation to set these families free. And that operation took place in March of this year, setting 50 people free. You can make this kind of restoration possible by becoming a Freedom Partner and sending IJM to rescue others. Freedom Partners give a monthly gift to IJM so IJM teams can show up month after month to rescue people from slavery and walk with survivors as they heal. Visit IJM.org slash Let's Talk to join today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of this season of Let's Talk. Uh, Jasmine and Melissa and I have really enjoyed talking about applying biblical wisdom to everyday life, and we hope that you liked it, too. Uh, The great thing about the podcast is that the episodes don't disappear. They don't go away like Jesus did in the tomb. So if there are any that you might have missed, you can go back and find them at tgc.org slash podcast. Again, I'm Jackie Hill Perry. I'm here with Melissa Kruger and Jasmine Holmes. And today we're going to talk about taming the tongue and the thumb did y'all like how that rhymed i did i I think it's cool (laughs) it is cool in the book of james he talks a lot about the tongue he he uses a lot of metaphors to describe it he says that the tongue is a fire that the tongue is full of deadly poison that it's a restless evil uh why do you think the tongue is described in those terms in the scriptures it can do a lot of destruction you know, you think of a fire, it's a small little thing, and yet it can burn down a whole city. Mm. Yeah, you know, when you think of the forest fires yeah. in California and thing. And I think it's a rudder. He also talks about it's like the rudder of a ship. Mm. It can take you places you didn't mean to get. One of the Proverbs says um, that our tongues can be like a sword thrust, mm. but that the tongue of the wise can bring healing. So there's this contrast. Yeah. But it can do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think all from personal experience, all of us probably have times where someone said something to us that stuck for a long time. Yeah, maybe like to this day. Yeah, I, I've always found it interesting that how when Isaiah saw God uh, in Isaiah six, how like his his mouth was the thing that was cleansed. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, like, is that because he's a prophet? Like, is the mouth representative of his evil, of his wicked? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it, the tongue really does display who we really are. Mm-hmm. Um, with talking about the tongue, but also the thumb, I think uh, <laughs> it's a possibility that people have forgotten that what they tweet and what they say are kind of one and the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we think that just because we typed it, it's not as impactful. Um, are there ways in which uh, what you've seen tweeted or posted on Instagram or on fa- Facebook, like how have they changed you negatively or positively? Because the tongue is also yeah. really, really, really helpful too. I mean, definitely both. I have not been tweeting or blogging or Instagramming that much in large part because you're a social media monk. 
I am because it's just like so much of just not wanting to, well, number one, not wanting to contribute to the noise. Mm -hmm. I just see a lot of noise and a lot of people who are talking just because that's what we do. We talk. Um, But then number two, I'm just afraid of the kickback. Like, I just don't think that people are going to give the benefit of the doubt Mm. if I say something that could be taken the wrong way or if I say something that is ambiguous. Um, We live in an age where there's no ambiguity. You're either for or against or every word you say. Exactly. There's no nuance. Yeah. And we don't really give each other the benefit of the doubt, like you were saying. And I think that's one of the hardest things. And I think there's something that's even more dangerous about the thumb. Because at least when I speak, if I'm speaking to you, I can see your face. That's true. I can see how it affected you. Mm -hmm. I can see you question, now, what did you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And so then I can follow up and say... If I say, I like red shirts and you look at me funny, I can Mm. say, but I like blue shirts too, Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I can follow up on, Mm -hmm. it's a real conversation Mm. where sometimes in the Twitter world, probably in Twitter in particular, it's like people go out, it feels like looking for, oh, so you're saying this. Yeah. Yeah. When they weren't saying that. Yeah. But there's just no benefit of the doubt. It doesn't feel like an honest question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people are, people have like internet courage for sure because there are things people say online that I know they wouldn't say to my face. Absolutely. Or people who I've met in person and been like, wow, what a nice person. Like nothing really offensive about that person. Nothing Mm -hmm. really. And then they get online, you're like, who is who? Mm -hmm. Like, who are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, It's, it, it could, it could be that like our fear of man sometimes is a thing that has us uh what's the word temper Mm, our mm -hmm. conversation and our language uh, in front of people but i think what twitter and all these other places have done is show us how much we actually don't fear god yeah because if i fear god then i would it doesn't matter if i'm on twitter or in person i'm going to treat you with respect and dignity because god cares about it um even when you follow james it talks about how uh you know blessing and cursing are coming out of the same place and how that should not be the case Mm -hmm. among Christians. So we need a heart transplant. We do. You're preaching. Mm -hmm. We fear. Say that again. I don't know what I said. You said, (laughs) well, I won't butcher it, but you said (laughs) that because of our fear of man, Mm -hmm. we often temper our words when we're with people. Mm -hmm. But if we feared God, our words would be tempered with people as well as online. Absolutely. I like that. What you said. Thank you. That was good. Yeah, because it's the meditation of my heart mm-hmm. that's going to lead to the overflow of my mouth. Yeah. So if I'm thinking on God and I'm in the Word and I'm trying to love my brother rather than just, sometimes it just feels like I'm here to give the best argument Yeah. and, and win yeah. mm-hmm. in some ways. And it's, it's not often, it doesn't often seem rooted in love. Mm. Um, but I do see people doing it well. Yes. What are what are some signs of people who are are living in the online world well? Because I do think it's actually important. There are times I read things that really do remind me, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. This is true. Mm-hmm. That's really encouraging to yeah. hear that she struggles with the same thing too. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean? So how do we enter into that space in a good way? We know there's a lot of bad ways. We see it every single day. And yeah. it, it kind of makes me perhaps wrongly just want to retreat. Mm-hmm. And say, I'm only going to have real conversations with real people in front of me because that's the only way it can be done in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. But we live in an online world and a lot of people are talking. So how can we enter into that space 
in a gracious way. It sounds really simple, but just thinking before we type and thinking before we react. And the Bible says that we're to be quick to hear and slow to speech. And I, I think that we've kind of got that backwards. We're really quick to speak and react. Everything needs a reaction. And there's even when something bad happens in the world. And if you don't say something, if you don't tweet something about that bad thing that has happened, well, then you don't care about it. Mm. And if you're not Johnny on the spot involved in every conversation that's going on, well, it must just be because you're not interested in it. And Mm. it lends to this entire world where we are supposed to be giving hot takes. We're supposed to be speaking as much and as quickly as humanly possible, or we're not relevant anymore. And so I always admire people who take their time and give a measured response. Maybe it's not the first one that you're going to see, but I find that those are the most impactful for me. Yeah. And it, 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 it would be hard for me to imagine that people who are slow to speak in real life would be quick to speak on Twitter. So, cause I, I, I think it has to come out of a character. And so I think if you're practicing it with real people, then you practice it with, you know, real people online. But uh, another important aspect of James, cause I think James just speaks a lot to it is wisdom. Uh, the wisdom that comes from above is gentle mm-hmm. and peace, peaceable. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe what has to happen is one, we see our social media accounts as something that we're supposed to steward uh, unto God. And with that, we ask God for the wisdom to be able to navigate it in a way that would glorify him. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we don't use or see social media with that same kind of intention, but I think we should because it's yeah. important. Um, what we say is important because God is. He created the tongue, so we should use the tongue to glorify him and dignify the people he's made in his image. Um, I think one, I think if, if you don't have anything good to say at all, just, just tweet scriptures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like honestly and get up off that thing that helps yeah that i mean that can be that can be helpful there are times when i've just been scrolling and yeah. the most encouraging thing that i saw was a verse yeah or just, which is actually rare yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes that's or just word. an encouraging thought like god is good okay that's really simple but like yeah. yes he is were you the one that told me that one time i don't know that you had a tweet and you sent it to a friend before you sent it out. Yes. And the friend was like, nah. Can yep. you tell us about that? I do that all the time yeah. um, with my husband or mm-hmm. my friends. I will get, I will re- respond to something viscerally and then I will send it to Philip or I'll send it to a friend of mine and say, can I say this? <laughs> <laughs> and nine times out of 10, they're like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm always so, so glad. And I can't, in fact, remember one time where I tweeted without sending it to yeah somebody first philip was out of town and he texted me because it got into this huge like i got into a huge debate with somebody and i was like can you believe him and philip was like actually you're wrong like Mm. you're not you're not being kind and the initial tweet was probably like really ill-advised and i was like okay so i got online and i (laughs) apologize i just apologized i was like hey i took it down not because i was trying to hide it but because it wasn't the right thing to say and i'm really sorry yeah and that's kind of a hard thing to do Mm. online because I think that we are very much like our culture, our online culture is training us to dig our heels into the sand. Mm. And well, if you, if you really were thinking that you wouldn't have taken it that way, or of course I didn't mean, and it it just allows us to be like really disingenuous. And so the fact that I had to 
go on and say, hey, I tweeted this out of anger and I didn't really give you an opportunity to say what you were actually trying to say. And I'm sorry. Yeah, Um, That's such an example, though. To me, that's actually a really good use because you publicly mm -hmm. said it maybe in a way you wish you couldn't, Mm. didn't say it. And then you publicly repented of it. Or, you know, just saying I shouldn't have said it that way Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think that's a witness, you know, to see this. Okay, I heard I heard you. And I yeah. probably should have said it differently. Mm-hmm. I think that can be, it can show a lot of humility. Yeah. Well, it was cautionary too, because I think about that every time I want to tweet off something just real spicy. I'm That's like, true. do you want to get up and apologize real spicy? <laughs> okay, well then maybe let's not. Yeah. So it helps yeah. a lot. Well, so how does this look in your homes? Yeah. Do you ever get into trouble with your tongue in your homes? I mean, I never do. All yeah. the time. Everything. No. I always sing in my home. Oh, man. You're I'm perfect. Just, yeah. Like, have you ever seen <laughs> Snow White where she's like cleaning and the exactly. birds are... That's me. That's me. That was based on... Yeah. But Jackie, tell us about your sin. Yeah. Ooh. So I, I can be very quick to speak mm-hmm. uh, because this isn't praise, but I'm quick to think. I can, I can think very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so things can come out or not... Yeah, I'm quick to think and quick to listen. And so I've heard you and I've dissected half of it before you even finished. And so I, I already have a response. Um, and so I think with my children and my husband and even other people in my home, um, it can be hard. Like even uh, two days ago, Preston had called me. I think I called him or he called me. And he said something that just kind of got on my nerves mm-hmm. for no reason. I was just tired and I just got real sharp and spicy. And I felt like convicted about it. So I came home and I was like, hey, I'm sorry about saying what I said. He was like, what do you mean? Which means he's too, he's used to my, my messiness. <laughs> he was like, what did you say? And I said, I was like, what I said wasn't wrong. It was how I said it. It was yeah. unnecessary yeah. to say. Um, and I, I'm grateful for the spirit and how he convicts us of things that could be manipulated to seem like I was justified mm-hmm. in saying what I said when I knew that my heart was a heart of impatience, which isn't kindness, you know? You know, um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad. I'm getting better. Yeah, I'm getting better. Sanctification is a thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not the best. Something my mom said to me when I first got married was because I'm I can be a really bad arguer. Like I can just say things just to be mean. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "If you can't, you can't just continually say things to tear somebody down and think that you're just going to be able to take it back and it's not going to impact them and it's not going to impact your relationship. Mm. One day you're going to say something and it's going to land way deeper and it's going to take a very long time That's a good word. to get to that wound. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that, that always stuck with me because especially with, I mean, you know, especially being married, it's like, you ain't going nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes you just say things because you can apologize later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he'll forgive you and it'll be fine. But her words really stuck with me of like, yeah, he might forgive you, but those wounds might take mm-hmm. longer to heal than you than you can even imagine just yeah. from something quick yeah. that you just threw out. Yeah. Because it's usually rooted in some truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when we wish we could recall it, mm-hmm. it's normally something that we spewed out there was real absolutely we just didn't package it very well that's true yeah i think for me the hardest is with my kids um i can be the type who just bottles it for a while Mm -hmm. so i'll be really i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything and that sock's still there and that sock's still there and Mm -hmm. that sock's still there and then why is the sock still you know and it's they're like, well, gosh, the sock's been there four days, and why is she so mad? <laughs> she's, about a, it she's a tornado now. Like, all of a sudden, yeah, or you know, and then their little eyes are just looking at you and kind of like, 
where did mm. the monster come from? Yeah, no, I get and that. The reality is I wasn't being patient. I was not taking the time to even tell them, yeah. hey, to be a part of this house, you need to be responsible and in a calm way say you need to clean up after yeah. yourself. I mean, you know, I had just bypassed it and didn't want to deal with it. And then it will kind of overflow yeah. in this way. So, But the thing I've learned that I have to do is even if my child was doing something they weren't supposed to do, but if I react wrongly with my words, I still have to apologize for my words. My words are mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one causes my words to come out badly but me. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy when be like, you made me mad, so yeah. I had right. to say it that way. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, because of you... You're the only person who makes me this yeah. way or whatever. Yeah. Where's their mom? Yeah. I think one thing you said made me think of how having prerequisite conversations can help us be more careful with our words later on. So like, you know, if at the first time you saw the sock, let's talk about this. Can, can we mm-hmm. pick it up? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I, I've, I've, I've seen that in my own relationships where I'll just try to just get over it. Or, but I'll just grow bitter, mm-hmm. and so my language becomes bitter um, when I just could have dealt with it a week ago yeah. and just had the awkward, weird, difficult conversation that I didn't want to have, but now I end up sending it against you because I was mad. Yep, yep. And I like not to make this like wisdom with, with my mother, but she that's another thing. She's always, in First Corinthians 13, it talks about how love like overlooks and she was like, that doesn't mean that you over, if you're going to overlook it, then you have to overlook it. You can't save it up for later. So if it's not mm. something that you can just completely overlook and never mention again, say something. Mm. <laughs> it's always, that's always been a hard one for me. Cause I'll tell myself, Oh, like I'm doing the loving thing mm-hmm. by not saying something mm-hmm. right now. But then the 10th time it happens, then instead of just saying, Hey, Right now you're doing this and I don't like it. I'm like, hey, mm. you're doing this and I've been saving up bitterness against you mm. for the past 10 times you did it. So mm-hmm. like, and they have no idea. No clue. It's not fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, am I going to, am I, am I really going to overlook this? And is it really over? And gone. Then great. That's super loving. Good job. But so many times that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying that I am just to save it up for later. So an- another, I think, route <laughs> that the tongue could take is one of like slander and gossip. If if you're not the one gossiping, maybe you're the one in a room full of gossip mm-hmm. and slander. Um, sometimes it could be couched in, uh, you know, I'm praying for this person. You know, the, we'll spiritualize our sin. <laughs> How, like, what do you... What do you do when you're in the situation? You might think you're taming your tongue because you're not using right. it. Right, because you're not participating. But like, how do you, yeah. That goes back to what you said about fear of man versus fear of God. Because fear of man is just going to have me like, well, I just won't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to stay out of it. Fear of God will give you what you need to do to say, hey, I, I'm not comfortable with this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I found just saying she's not here. So mm. I just don't mm. think we should talk about this mm-hmm. or I don't feel right when she's not here to defend herself or, and it can be hard because you never want to be that person in the room. That's just like, well, I, it, there's such a stigma to being that person. That's going to ruin everybody righteous. else's fun. <laughs> yes. Cause righteousness is seen as self-righteousness. And mm-hmm. I guess there is a way that you could be self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never, like, I would y'all never gossiping. How dare y'all you? are just out of, I can't believe you. <laughs> it's different from being like, Ooh, I'm just not comfortable. Yeah. With it. She's not here. Let's just change the subject and just move on. And when you do that and you, and I watch you, if I was in that conversation and I saw you say, let's not do that. 
I can say one thing. I've seen people do that, and I forever trust them afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my friends said that gossip can create a false sense of intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, because if the three of us are sitting here and we're saying, oh, that person's so bad. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So for a moment, we feel this united front. But then what happens if I walk out, because I know we were just doing that. Yeah. I now have lost trust. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, are they talking about me? Yeah. Right. You know, but whereas when you see someone do what you did, and I think that's how the tongue of the wise brings healing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a real friend. Mm. Yeah, she would have my back, mm-hmm. and she would, you know. Yeah, because the yeah. tongue can destroy and protect. Yep. I think part of protecting is building up and just make. There might be a proverb somewhere where it's just, you know, you want to protect the reputation mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. um, which I think slander seeks to tear down. Yeah, you know, because sure. so, some there's times where I might know something true about somebody that's not even super scandalous but if i mention it it might change the perception of that person in somebody else and i don't want to be the cause of someone not hoping the best in another person Mm -hmm. just because me sharing something small but something important yeah yeah yeah. and just to clarify i don't always do that like (laughs) I feel the need to say there 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 are times when pettiness wins out but absolutely that's what I should do. Yeah. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah. I think another place, so we've talked about gossip and slander. Unfortunately, with the tongue, there are so many different words mm-hmm. that describe. Yeah. And one that I think we see a lot in our, even our Christian culture is boasting. Mm-hmm. And so, ha- and it's really hard in a lot of the world's rim because we rightly want to share. Yeah. Okay, I wrote this book or right. I have this album out. Right. Or, I mean, there's this right place for sharing mm-hmm. what is true and what we hope will lead people back to Jesus. I mean, I, I hopefully. Absolutely. But then there's also this problem with boasting. So, especially in the Christian world, how do we distinguish between the two of those? It's so hard. I find I, I often am I'm just paralyzed in posting anything because I'm like, I just think that this person is cool and I enjoyed spending time with them, but is it okay to tell people that I'm with this person or mm-hmm. I did write this book and it does need to sell. So I do need to tell you about it, but it, it is hard to toe that, toe that line between, Hey, I'm doing this and I think it's cool that I'm doing this, but what I'm doing, like what I'm able to be involved in, that's really neat. And that's really a blessing. I think one of the hugest things in that is that we can't judge other people and why they're sharing simply based off of the fact that they are sharing. Hmm. It would be totally unfair for me to look at Jackie's Instagram and see her post her Jude study and go, oh, that Jackie, like she just thinks she's, <laughs> oh, so, she's talking about. so amazing. <laughs> look at her right. bragging about doing a Bible study. Right. But it's like, no, she wrote it. <laughs> so she's trying to let people know that it's available. <laughs> but I could very easily turn that into and that when you do that, it says more about you than it does about the person that you're trying to judge for boasting. So boasting for me is more of a heart check for myself mm-hmm. than something that I'm looking at somebody else going, oh. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I know why they posted that picture. Because yeah, it really is a heart thing. Because someone could try to follow in Paul's footsteps or say it and say, "Well, I'm a, I'm a only boasting my weaknesses." But even that can be a means of pride. Mm-hmm. You you want to come off as humble. Mm-hmm. You want to come off as low and a base when really your heart is not boasting so that God would be glorified, right. but so people would pity you. Right. That, that's a whole not pity, but. But perhaps pity you. Perhaps, yeah, maybe. That's, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think 
that's why like out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks a humble heart even when saying certain things will try to remain humble there's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff there's times sometimes where i know i don't mean it in pride mm -hmm. but i know it might even be assumed to be that so i refrain mm -hmm. and so i think there's just some wisdom but also i remember thinking one time i was like why don't nobody feel like they be in pride when they say hey i cooked some bomb spaghetti last night right nobody gets rebuked for right. being proud of their spaghetti right so why should i feel like i need to hide mm -hmm. the accomplishments accomplishments that i have because you might think that it's a certain thing yeah right. I, I think it's a balance yeah there's definitely a balance that's true because i mean i'd be posting my spaghetti yeah, you like look at my plants. They're yeah. growing. They're, they're growing. Really they're so happy. The plants. You're look at them. They're green. I mean, I'm just happy they're not dying. <laughs> That's all my kid. And you could be boasting about your kids. That's right. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, and I just really think. And the best advice that anybody ever gave me, because with moms, it's a big thing with this whole like mommy subculture of you know my kids are sleeping on their organic mattress <laughs> and my you know and i had somebody and I, they've been vegan since they were two yes, days yes i had someone <laughs> um i posted a birth picture i love birth i love everything about birth i love everybody's birth i want to hear everything about y'all like between podcasts i'm like what like so what so how what many happened? hours how many hours <laughs> oh my goodness what position were you in and so i posted and they were like i just hate it when people are always bragging about their good birth stories like it's just just i'm, I'm sorry just happy. Yeah. i'm sorry i'm happy yeah i'm sorry it was good so we have to be careful not to be that other person yes yeah. yes because i think we do know the heart of boasting is trying to promote self yes mm -hmm. which is really different than trying to say hey this is a cute picture of my child yeah. sharing self yep. is mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. than turning every conversation back to me yes mm -hmm. yeah you know, i mean and you can do that in conversation oh, mm -hmm. you can do that online mm -hmm. you can do that in any realm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're self-centered, it's going to come out yeah. in your time. And there's balance, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's there's a give and take of maybe maybe sometimes I am talking about my plants because they pop in. <laughs> or maybe sometimes I'm talking about a weakness that I have that I want prayer for. Or maybe sometimes I'm talking about my kids. Now, or maybe, you know, and so I think that there's also like a balance of you can't just be sitting and wait for the one time that somebody says something like, oh, you know, my new Bible study came out. They're like, aha, I knew it. I knew that you were going to be, <laughs> I was waiting, you know. And I think that bring, brings up another topic, which is the, uh, as listeners, when we're hearing people speak and watching people speak online, there can be this sense of setting snares for other people and waiting for them to quote unquote mess up mm. so that we can exult in what, how they messed up, which mm -hmm. again, back to first Corinthians 13, which I go back to a lot. And I think that people often, because it's such a, I don't want to say overused because it's the Bible, <laughs> but it's used so often in like, maybe like a wedding verse, or maybe it's on a wall in somebody's house. I think that we get kind of like tired of first Corinthians 13. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is, there's so much about love in speech of love does not rejoice in wrong suffered. Mm. It's not sitting there waiting for wrongdoing. It, it finds no pleasure in that. And, and I think we do need to be on the flip side as listeners, not finding pleasure in when people don't speak well or say something that's not godly. Yeah. In fact, love rejoices with the truth. Mm -hmm. So if my sisters are doing gospel work, 
writing Bible studies Mm -hmm. and putting out books that are going to encourage people in the faith rather than sit in judgment of them. I feel like I should actually be cheering them on, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and saying, Hey, I'm so excited. I mean, it's hard to write a book. It's hard, you know, to do some of the things Mm -hmm. that people are called to do. It's hard to parent. Mm. It's hard to make the spaghetti. I can cheer you on for the spaghetti, but rather than go in looking to judge, Mm -hmm. even with our words, so our words can be judgmental too. I can look in and say, how can I spur my sister on toward love and good deeds? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole different way of just looking at one another. Mm-hmm. And again, it starts in the heart it and does. then it overflows with the thumb or the tongue or however yeah. we do it. But it's going to overflow in being for one another because yeah. the reality is we're on the same team. Mm. That's one of the most important things that can be said in this episode, I think, is that brothers and sisters in Christ are on the same team. And as many schisms and tribes and you know, however we want to divide ourselves, we have to remember that because it's so easy to forget when we're speaking loosely, loose words or writing loose things online. Do you have, or do each of you have like any, I guess something practical that people could do to begin to rein in their tongue? You know, it helps me. I, I do journal. I've journaled since I was like 15 years old. And there's something about writing it all out. And I write out my prayers. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So I'm, it's always, it starts, dear Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I write it all out. And sometimes the things you want to say, even to my husband or to my kids, mm-hmm. it gets absorbed in some sense because I said it to the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something about getting it out with Him. And then, especially when there's someone who's really hurt me, because that's someone I'm most likely to talk poorly about, Mm -hmm. like even with my husband. And I don't think it's okay to gossip with my husband. Mm -hmm. We often think, I'm allowed to say anything I want to. Mm -hmm. But you know, if I do that to him, he just got a different view of that person in our Mm -hmm. church. I mean, it's dangerous in any relationship. And so when I go to the Lord and I write it out, sometimes that just, it, it just relieves some of that. And I remember who I am and yeah. the grace I need. Because most of it's based in judgment. Like when I want to mm-hmm. gossip about someone, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm basically looking down on them mm-hmm. for whatever it might be. Yeah. And so I, I think, and so it's a form of prayer. But for me, when I write it, it makes me slow down. That's true. Yeah. That's really good. Mine is um, if I see something online that I don't like that somebody said, if I am not willing to hop in their inbox and rebuke them privately, mm. if I don't have the courage to do that, then I don't need to have the courage to critique them. Mm. That's for me. Now, mm-hmm. I know that public, public things, people can say things back publicly. I do think that's okay. But for me personally, that's mm-hmm. how I keep my, that's how I guard myself from having a public persona that's rooted in constantly being combative. Mm. Um, and so I, I may say something online, but if I, but if I'm not willing to go to that person privately, then, mm. then I just don't say it. Yeah. I, y'all both took my answer. Uh, so I'll just give a small caveat. I think with prayer, I think specifically for me, praying for wisdom that God would allow me to be a woman that uses wisdom with her words. Um, and I think another one is praying for love. Mm-hmm. I think out of love, uh, when you really, really care about people, you just become more careful. Yeah. Uh, and whether it's even one-on-one, you know, I've had times where I'm talking to somebody and I'm not even listening to them. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's crazy. Oh, mm, mm. like I'm, my tongue isn't damaging anything, but it's also not truthful because yeah. I'm not really listening mm-hmm. to you. And so just 
being challenged and I guess wanting God to help me be a woman that cares about the people that yeah. I speak to. That does a lot. So you guys use your words great. That's why we're doing a podcast with your words on it. Well, thank you. Same See how I just you. built you up right you there? Did. You, you saw did. that? Good job. I that. I Into an that. edifice. That that word that that that's like words of affirmation. Thank you. Thank she you, doesn't girl. like words of affirmation. I know she doesn't. I don't usually, but she does not give them freely. No, so I, I don't. Like, oh, that that's, that's literally true. the last thing on my so love felt, language yeah, list. Yeah, I, I felt that one. Well, how can let, let's finish with that? How can we use our words rightly to build up to show love? Yeah. And sometimes that means saying hard things. Yeah. Um, I just want to stress that. It doesn't mean that you never rebuke somebody. It doesn't mean that you never say things that are not hard to hear. It doesn't mean that you never, you know, I don't want that to be misconstrued that we're saying like, oh, if you're not always a bucket full of sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> then you can't speak. Um, but speaking to people like they're members of our own body. Mm. Like if I had to pull a splinter out of my hand, I would not get a pair of pliers. <laughs> I would use, we'll just take your whole finger off. Right. I would use tweezer and I would be so, it would yeah. be like conducting surgery because it's my hands and I feel that. I don't mm. want that to hurt. And I think that that's how we have to, that's how we need to be talking mm. to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews 3.13, it says, exhort one another every day, mm. as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And that's important mm -hmm. that I am an exhorting woman. Exhortation doesn't mean that I just talk about all the great things about you, but wholeheartedly, I lift you up. I build you up. If that means correcting, that means correcting. If that means acknowledging a part of you that's grown that you don't even notice, I'm helping you not be discouraged. Uh, yeah, I, I think if we just thought about what would I need to make it, that kind of helps you know what other people might need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. That's good. It's just other-centered in yeah. our in our words. Mm -hmm. Thinking, what does she need versus yeah. what do I want to say? Yeah. Ooh. Tweet. Mm. All right. Our favorite thing is to talk about people talking. And this podcast is called Let's Talk. <laughs> and if you've been listening, you know that we end it talking about our favorite things. Uh, today, the question is, what's your favorite meal? Mine's easy. I love pizza. <laughs> what kind of pizza? I can have any kind. I can eat pizza every single day. I can have frozen pizza one day. I could have fancy pizza the next day that's, you know, Thai you chicken pizza. eat the pineapple pizza. pizzas? Oh, I don't do pineapple. That's, I never understood yeah, that. I don't do I that. I guess I get the sweet and the salty thing. But yeah. Just seems, yeah. The, the pineapple. I wouldn't choose it. Yeah. I don't mind it, but I wouldn't, like, order it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the like, things. if it was there, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was always a cheap date for my husband because I genuinely was like, yeah, for my birthday, we can just go out for pizza. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm completely happy. I'm with that. Um, I actually, so I, my favorite meal changes from time to time, but the best meal that I have had in recent memory was I went to this place in Jackson called Parlor Market and I had, it was um, braised beef short rib with- Anything braised is yes, good. Yes, and it was with gnocchi and like the whole thing just like, melt it was just the most amazing thing that i have ever eaten and i'm still waiting for something to top that 
You sound like such an adult. I sound like an eight-year-old kid. I no, like you pizza. Don't. You don't. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes pizza. It's like a grown-up dish. No, That's I just so sound good. pretentious. No, I, pizza, I, pizza, I like pizza. beef <laughs> Pizza is a really good situation. Mm-hmm. You got cheese. You got bread. You got tomato sauce. It's, it's hot. You got Perfect. some kind of protein. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just. And, but a, you can just you can just hold it. It's yeah. a blessing. It's just right there. I have expectations that we will have a pizza delivery service in New Jerusalem. I, 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 that ain't in the Bible. But I'm just believing God. Oh, I believe. Know, I'm trust trusting. Please. I trust him. Absolutely. Can you imagine heavenly pizza? My God. <sighs> the pigs don't have GMOs or anything. Oh They've been raised goodness. by angels. It won't go to your hips. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> your about. Your glorified hips. I'm like, your glorified <laughs> hips, they don't lie. You don't have <laughs> to go for a run. Make them lie. No, you don't. Unless you want and to. if you do That's run, right. you won't be out of breath. Hello. Right. Glorified ah. lungs. Anyway, Hallelujah. my favorite meal. Um... I have a lot of favorites because if you know me, you know I'm a foodie. But I think the one that I like the most is uh, a real authentic carbonara. Mm. You know, because, you know, carbonara Mm -hmm. is not an Alfredo. It should not be coming out of a can. It should be made with egg yolk Mm -hmm. and pepper, Parmesan, maybe peas, always pancetta. Uh, Do you have a recipe? No, because I think real carbonara actually takes some skill. Real. The look. Do you just like Italian food, like in general? I like starch. Yeah. So you, when, if you come over to my house, I'm going to make you penne alla vodka. I make a, mm, I make an amazing vodka cream sauce from scratch or out of a jar, from, ma'am. <laughs> wow. I think that was an insult. We're about to have a fight on the no, last pe- episode. People think it's from scratch because they boiled the noodles no, themselves. No, ma'am. I make my pasta sauce from scratch. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> my. I spoke wrongly. Thanks for hanging out with us for this season of Let's Talk. If you find yourself needing something to listen to while we are gone, we also hope you'll subscribe to other shows from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network, which you can also find at tdc.org forward slash podcast. The Gospel Coalition connects Christians to resources that apply the truth and beauty of the gospel to all of life.